This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast indeed. As I said last week, feels a little bit like the Rocco Grimaldi radio and podcast today. Thanks for him bringing on our great guest today, Colton Dixon. Let me say hi to Colton and welcome you to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. How are you? Man, I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing awesome. And, uh, you know, the deal is I get to talk to you. It's not as much fun talking to me, so I'm definitely doing more awesome than you are. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. So, um, But I'm doing awesome. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. All right, uh, I want to tell our viewers, I want to brag about you for a little bit here. And then later on, I'm going to, I'm going to say, how did you, how, how did you and Rocco, um, how did y'all meet and all that stuff? And I, well, I just want to say real quick, I noticed a picture of you and Rocco like after a game. And uh, you were wearing like the coolest jersey. I've been to a couple of Preds games. I got to visit Rocco early in the season. I didn't see that awesome jersey that you had. I don't know where you got it. Was that just made for you? You know which one I'm talking about, right? I think so. Is it the the dark navy one? Yeah, or the black one. Yeah, yeah. I, it so, looked navy. Um, I don't know. Was it black? It, it's like, yeah, a combination of the two. That's like my favorite Preds jersey they've ever created. Yeah. It was the alternate jersey a few years ago. Oh. And I wish we would still do an alternate jersey. I guess we do because of the Winter Classic. Yeah. Um, and that's a cool jersey. But, yeah, the, uh, the like, blackout Preds theme was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got, you got style, huh? I mean, you got a style. I mean, it starts with the hair, which is amazing, of course. I know you hear that all the time. I mean, I want that hair. It's obviously not happening. But, uh, but you've got a style because of all the jerseys, all the things you could have wore. I mean, you look so cool in that jersey. That was crazy. They need to bring that back. I agree. Let's, let's petition. I think they should bring back the alternate. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, let me just say this about Colton Dixon, because I know many of you, and especially if you're tuning in because it's Colton Dixon, which would do it for me. Uh, I want to give you some of the background, though, if you are like Colton Dixon, that I, I know that name. Who is that? Well, he's been streamed over 100 million times to date, and that's, you know, that's old information. So I don't know how many it is now. You may, some of you may remember his 2012 American Idol that really, I think, helped launch uh, your career. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, very accurate. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that was in 2012. Uh, I think that was um, obviously your career took off after then, although it was like a big shocker that you were off the show a little bit earlier than people thought. Right. You remember that? Man, um, (laughs) I do remember that. Um, I was definitely hoping to stick around a little longer, you know, but uh, it's not always the way it works out. But um, I got to start writing pretty soon after I was voted off, even while my friends were still on the show. So I'm I'm thankful that I had those two, three weeks to write while they were still, you know, in the hustle and bustle of it all. So how did you um, do that? Yeah, did. How'd you do that? Like I would have been, well, I'd never be on American Idol. I can't sing a single note, a single tune, but, uh, how did you turn around (laughs) and say, Oh man, you know, everybody's surprised. And I imagine you're surprised because I remember some people were predicting, Oh, he's going to be in the final two for sure. And then uh, you turn around like I would have been depressed, like I would have been, uh, you know, I would have gone whatever to my hotel room, just watch TV the whole time and eat a lot of pizza. But you like (laughs) started writing right away. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, that night was a bummer. Yeah, Um, I had to move out of they put us in basically a mansion in um, Beverly Hills and um, tried to move out of the mansion that night. It was very dramatic, you know, packing up my room and stuff like that. But, um, press started at like four or 5 AM the next day. So I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't allotted a lot of time to like be depressed or to think about it too much because it was just right on to the next thing. And I'm kind of glad, um, because then it was, it, I just forgot about the bummer of it and and started to 
focus my energy and time onto um, making music and and um, going out and seeing new places and things like that. But yeah, it um, I feel like it didn't really stop up until a couple years ago. So it was kind of a nice little break that I had. <laughs> but it's crazy. so it did not stop. I want to give background, but I want to come back to that because it yeah. did not stop. I mean, so back in 2012, you just you were on the Colton Dixon train, and it was just a runaway train for five or six years, is what you're going to tell us. Yeah, that's basically what it felt like. Wow. Um, hanging on for dear life. Um, it was a blast. Don't get me wrong. Um, wow. But man, when, when God sets fire to something, um, you better hang on because it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And, uh, doors are going to open that don't make sense, but they open anyway. And, and, um, it's just, it's a, it was a crazy journey, um, that I'm still on, but, um, yeah, Yeah. runaway train is probably the best way to put it. (laughs) Okay. All right. I want to come back to something else you said, but first I want to just tell people uh, as I'm just all over the place. So uh, some of his career hits to date, and you're going to love his new EP. It just came out. I feel like one of the words that when I was, you know, looking at uh, what's going on in your life, and I may be way off so you can tell me, but new is the word that just kept coming back to me. New EP, new record label, new producers, new sound, and new you know, the big news. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about that later, too. Uh, but some of his just songs that, man, uh, have been, have had an incredible impact and, you know, added up to it's got to be way more than 100 million, honestly, when I look at just the YouTube numbers. But that's OK. Uh, you are never gone through all of it. More of you. Um all that matters, the other side, let them see you just some beautiful, incredible music. And then the new EP, which I am loving. We got five songs and uh, man, I'm just really excited about that too. Well, let's start talking about the new EP. This is uh, self-titled uh, Colton Dixon, new record label, new producers. I mean, how are you feeling about all this? Is it a new sound too? Do you feel like? Yeah, it, it's all new. All of it is, I mean, you nailed it. It's, it's a new season, new chapter, new yeah. sound, um, new look, all, all the things. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of, um, it was scary at first. Yeah. Um, we can get more into it later, but. Um, no, go for it right now. The, I want to hear even about. Even the, just the, the start of this new season started from something else. Something else had to die. Um, Dang. We could preach on that for a long time, I think. But um, yeah, um, let's hear I think it. Let's hear it. I want talk three, to me. Three years ago, um, the American Idol deal ended for me. So um, a wow. lot of people would go, "Whoa, you were signed to American Idol for that long?" Um, in some form or fashion, yes, I was. Short answer. Okay. But it, um, the deal ran its course three years ago, which meant my record label deal went away as well. So, as a musician it kind of felt like I lost my job. Dang. It was a, it was a very, um, scary time. Um, yeah. didn't know, didn't know if music was even going to be in my future, you know, asking all the questions like, all right, God, what are you up to? Um, do I need to start looking for, you know, a way to provide for my wife and I, like, you know, all these wow. questions. And, um, and my wife said something that was just really good and it changed my perspective. She said, um, this may seem like a setback, but what if God is actually setting you up for what's next? Wow. Again, it's that idea of, man, this this old thing or this um, old sense of security in my record label or this old sense of identity that I had oh, wrapped yeah. up in a music career went away. Um, but because that went away, I now have this posture of open hands. Um Whereas before, I was so tightly gripped on all those things, you know? Oh. But I think God can do a lot with that posture. Um, whether um, you get humbled or you humble yourself, I think it, it has to happen one way or another um, wow. for Him to be able to use you and work with you. And, and so I, um, I got the old slice of humble pie, <laughs> I call it South. Yeah. And, uh, and man, He taught me so much during these past three years, but... The thing I love about it most is he never wastes an opportunity. Um, mm. So I, I don't think that he's like, we'll take coronavirus, for example. I yeah. don't think he's the cause of it. I think we live in a fallen world and yeah. we have an enemy who's out there trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And, yeah. and um, 
his his plan for us is to give us life and life more abundantly. So um, anyway, yeah, yeah I, agree. I, I agree. We um, I think if we realize like, okay, we live in a fallen world, things mm-hmm. are going to happen, bad things are going to happen, but you know what? He's going to use the opportunity to grow our faith and, and to expand us and to take us deeper into new heights, and we're we're gonna make it. Yeah. Um, I think that's when um, that perspective shift is so important because you, I don't know. Um, yeah. Again, it's kind of like going back to well, I didn't really have a lot of time to be depressed after yeah. getting eliminated yeah. on Idol because I knew it's like okay, there's still an opportunity here. Let's capitalize and let's put in the work and the time. I think the same goes for us in our everyday lives, but. But yeah, it was not always an easy season, but out of that season came new life and um, new music and, and music that was, man, so um, predetermined, predestined for this time. Um, because out of my season of unknown, I get to pour into other people and their season of unknown. So Ooh. I'm really grateful. Ooh, that's good. Can you talk us through a little bit more of the process of that unknown time? Uh, I mean, like, was that something, okay, the record label is done and you've, you know, you've got all sorts of questions. You've got questions about is music, you know, off the table. I mean, you, you put that before the Lord. That's man, that had to be really hard. Yeah. To be frank with you, it sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It was not an easy thing to do. Um, Seriously. And, and I would love, and I'm not trying to take credit for it. it. It felt like my only option. So it's not like I heroically was like, all right, Lord, I surrender this at your feet. It was kind of surrendered for me. Wow. Um, that was the position that I was in. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't always easy. But, again, we're we're big believers, and um, faith is what precedes a miracle. So if you want to see a miracle happen, mm. you got to apply faith to it. Um, it doesn't take a lot of faith. God tells us that, but... Right. Um, but still, we have to come with faith. We can't just we can't just think, oh, well, God will work it out for me because I'm a Christian or yeah. you know whatever. It's like, no, you got to reach out and take it. Um, right. He's got something big for you, but um, yeah, you've got to seek Him on it. So yeah, we, we took the opportunity during that season to do exactly that. Um, just well, to kind of go again, it was done for us, but just to surrender it to Him and go, all right, this doesn't look good in the natural. But we're going to yeah. trust you anyway. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm still going to work on music because I believe that's what I'm called to do and what I need to be doing right now. And um, But if it's something else, I'm open and just ask that you make it known to me. So there there was four or five months of that. Wow. Um, okay. Which, which to some people feels like a short time. Other people, it feels like a long time. It felt like a ridiculously long time for me. Okay. Um, but, you know, I in the past, I've called myself an impatient person. So <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe God was working with me on that, too. I don't know. But um, but that's when the, uh, the new record deal came about. And what's so cool wow. is it, just, it um, exceeded all our expectations. Um, really? Not to brag on myself. No, I, let's I'm hear just it. I'm a big fan of... Atlantic Records. I mean, you've got Coldplay and Ed Sheeran and, you know, um, I'm a big 21 Pilots fan. So uh, just all these people that are just legends. Yeah. Um, So it's, uh, it's kind of mind boggling to think that I'm in that good of company, but it's, uh, it's really cool that God just put favor on what I was doing and put me in front of people who honestly had no business signing an artist like me just coming from the Christian music world, but they did. And here we are. And we have some really cool opportunities in front of us to reach people. Right. Um, right. Outside of the people I've already been reaching. So we're really excited about that, man. That's cool. How did this deal happen? I mean, if there's no business that, I mean, it shouldn't have happened or whatever, it was a miracle for it to happen. How did, how did this go down? So I'm, I'm good friends with, um, uh, a couple in a band called Skillet. I don't know if you guys know who Skillet is. They're like a hard rock Christian band. They're great, um, man. Yeah, I got to interview John. Uh, man, he just, yeah, he's awesome. He's just, I love it. So, okay, go ahead. Talk about uh, John and Corey. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I've known them, obviously being in the Christian music scene for a while. Um, grew up loving them. Um, who doesn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
but they are signed to Atlantic as well. Oh. And they have this opportunity where they not only get to go in and encourage the church and people who listen to Christian radio and things like that, but they also get to go on tour with people like Marilyn Manson and, mm-hmm. you know, Avenged yep. Sevenfold and all these really out there, crazy, borderline satanic, you know, bands. Yeah. But they're there being a light in a really dark room. Right. And I love I love that that's their mission and their call, and they've just owned it. And, yeah. and they're like, hey, like, this isn't for everyone. We get it. But this is what we feel called to do. And, and God has just continued to put favor on our band and open the right doors, and here we are. Um, I've kind of felt the same way, maybe not so um, contrasted or, or um, extreme, but yeah. coming from a show like American Idol— I realized that I was my music was kind of the source of hope for a lot of people, regardless mm. if they believed in God or not. Wow! So I think um, just talking with them and my manager also manages Skillet. Oh, um, okay. So I think that relationship um, they they kind of asked Atlantic, like, "Hey, um, just curious here. We've got an artist came from Idol. Would you guys ever be interested in doing something?" And they came back and. To all of our, you know, bewilderment, they said yes. <laughs> so, um, which was just crazy. Um, yeah. And and they're they're basically like, hey, we're going to do a little more research and we'll get back to you. And then sure enough, they came back and offered us a deal. And and uh, yeah, still mind blown over it. But um, really cool um, that I get to have not only um, a couple who I really respect as yeah. parents and as believers and. Uh, as musicians, um, kind of a part of the team, but they're also doing something really similar that I feel called to do. It's going to look a little different, but um, at the core, it's um, reaching people wherever they are. Right. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's huge having someone who's already doing it on your team. Yeah, no doubt. So were they a part of the creative process at all, or was that uh, something totally different? Man, they were like, they were. Okay. Um, they were also just like cheerleaders, yeah. um, which I'm really thankful for. Um, as I, I don't know if you guys um, have taken the Enneagram test. I know it was kind of big there for a while. It it, a it three, is big. Which <laughs> okay. Remind me what remind me what the three is. Yeah, I had a great conversation with uh, Unspoken with Chad Matson. We talked wound up talking about the Enneagram for about twenty minutes. So remind me what a three is. I was just talking about this with some young people yesterday, so I should remember. What's the dang three? Obviously, so it's three not is, me, or I would rem- would remember. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> three is um, the create normally the creative slash the achiever. Oh, the we achiever. Like, oh. We like accomplishing goals, but we also it's it basically read my read my mail. It was kind of funny. Like yeah. you like bougie things, you like <laughs> to collect things, um, you know, uh you like fashion, you yeah. are normally creative and I looked at a lot of other artists and there are a lot of threes. A lot of threes and oh, fours. So okay. it was uh it was pretty funny. But anyway, so I it's it's really nice, or I appreciate um, feedback, um, yeah, good okay. or bad, but I just I need feedback to be able to go in and tweak and make it even better. And John and Corey were really great about that, about saying, hey, we love this direction sonically or lyrically, um, maybe try and hone in on this. So I would go in and you know, tweak and tweak until we all felt like it was in a great place. And the songs were always better because of it. So, wow. um, yeah, at Corey, Corey, especially, I love John. Um, John is definitely the metal head in that family. Right. Um, but Corey, um, Corey really likes pop music as well. Ah. So she was able to, to really lean in on that side. Um, but yeah, um, cool. Just great people to have in your corner. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting about so many uh, being threes. Is the four like kind of the artist or indep- individual, independent? What's the four in the Enneagram? Um, Something like that? Yeah. Four. Um, so funny. My wife is a four. See, I was um, going to ask they're, you they're what she like was. The, the feelers. The feelers. Um, that's so right. They, yeah. So they love deep conversation and um, they love finding the purpose in something. Um, 
so it's it's really funny. I'm a three with a four wing, uh-huh. so my wife pulls more of that out of me, and oh. I think my wife is a four with a three wing. So oh. we we like balance each other out pretty well there. But um, yeah, there are nights where um, I just want to watch a movie, and she wants to talk about you know why. <laughs> why the church isn't doing a good enough job. I'm just making up, you know, yeah, right, but you know, right. she wants to go into a deep conversation about something. And so, um, yeah, it, it's really funny taking a test like that and just going, Oh, it's like a love language test kind of. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Tell me real quick about the love language. How does it work for you and your wife? Uh, so, yeah, my wife is quality time uh-huh. for sure. Okay. Um, and um, I think I am a acts of service slash gift person. Okay. Um, when something does something for me, even when I don't ask them to, that means the world to me. Ah. Um, I, I also feel like with what I do, yeah, um, I'm kind of like the boss on the road, and that normally doesn't ever happen. So maybe it's just because I, I appreciate it when it rarely does happen with people around me, you know, um, yeah. I feel like I always have to tell people to do their job or, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, when my, when I come home and my wife has cooked dinner or, you know, she's folded my laundry or something, I'm just like, man, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What about gifts? And is yeah, that, is gifts. that also how you express, you know, your love to uh, your wife, Annie? through those acts of service and gifts, or do you try to... I would say it's it's more acts of service. Okay. um, Me sharing, but again, I have to remember that my wife receives quality time. So I have to check myself every once in a while. She'll check me sometimes too and be like, hey, let's do a date night or let's do, you know, let's get out. Like yesterday, um, I drove her to her doctor's appointment and we wound up making a day out of it. We went and had tacos and then... Um, we went to this place, even though the coffee shop was closed. Oh, well, um, we still (laughs) got to sit down and, um, we found donuts instead. You know, we just, just made a day out of it and it was really nice. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, and the love languages is really good. Um, it'll also check yourself because inherently we're selfish people. Right. Um, we give love the way we want to receive it instead of giving it the way the other person wants to receive it. So right. it can be tricky. Can be tricky for sure. So like yesterday was your natural tendency like, oh, you know, I want to go home um, and I want to work on something or I want to do this or I want to do that. Um, and you, but you just felt like, oh yeah, let's, let's hang out or how'd that play out? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a homebody anyway. Every once in a while I'll get stir crazy and be like, all right, we need to get out and do something. Yeah. But for the most part, um, I like being at home, but, um, I'm thinking like our cribs came in for the nursery. We're kind of waiting on, we're getting the carpet replaced. Yeah. Um, wow. Long story. But, um, so we're, so we're waiting, we're waiting to put the cribs together for that. Um, <laughs> give me the long story but, short. What's the, the long story on the, well, the owners before us had a cat. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> Let's let's just say okay. we recently found some litter from ah. a litter box. Ah. And it kind we were so grossed out, man. We were oh, like, man. all right. <laughs> it's got to <laughs> go. <laughs> but yeah, like pretty much any of the carpet wow. that's left in our house is probably not going to be here for much longer, you know, just yeah. those thoughts. Yeah. Long story short. Okay, um, got it. Got but, it. But um but yeah, so I'm like I'm like so ready to put these cribs together and you know again it's it's twofold i'm goal oriented and also um i love being able to do things like that yeah in the house man of the house and gotcha me that communicates love that type of thing right yeah that's good <laughs> that's good i like it i like it man those acts of service yeah well it's always interesting to me um and my wife and i pretty early on identified out of five love languages i had two predominant and she had two predominant me and they were 
Uh, they were different, of course, uh, for a long time. And then she just finally, I guess, came over to the dark side of one of mine, which was quality time. It just wore her down until it's like, I guess that's one of my love languages too, buddy. Uh, but anyway, well, let's uh, t- talk to me about, you know, you mentioned your wife early earlier in the process of this uh, setback to a setup. Um, talk to me about that marriage. And I know on the new EP, you've got a song that is really dedicated to her. So talk to us a little bit about your relationship. You guys have been married for how long now? Yeah, we've been married for a little over four years. Okay. Um, we are, um, I don't think we've talked about this yet. We yeah. are expecting two identical twin girls in August. So life is very new and about to change rapidly. Yeah. Um, but we are so pumped. Um, but we met, um, shortly after I was eliminated from the show, um, I was out in LA, um, during the writing process, I believe. And, um, her and her family were out there, um, looking for a new place. Um, she grew up in Tulsa and they were getting a place in LA. Oh, wow. Um, Tulsa. So we, we hit it off. I thought she was really good looking, um, (laughs) <laughs> that's the way it started. That's so strange for a man for it to start like that. <laughs> I know, isn't that odd? Um, yeah, if if a man doesn't say that, he's lying. Just throwing that out there. Um, but but yeah, um, I do. I have a very very good looking wife, and uh, I still don't know why she's with me. But we'll keep that between us. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not telling her. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was great, man. Um, we stayed in contact while I was on the Idol tour. And then went out on our first date. Um, the night I got back from that tour is really special. But um, yeah, wow. it's been four years of marriage. She is a she's amazing. Um, she has a lot of wisdom, a lot of spiritual maturity, mm. and uh, that that example being prime example of um, that perspective shift for us. Saying, "Man, it seems like this, but it's actually this." Um, even though we can't see it with our eyes, we need to believe it in our hearts. Yeah. Faith is. Um, so we actually need to practice what we preach and apply faith to this. And I think um, we'll see God's goodness come out of it and we'll get to give him glory for it. And, you know, all those things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's awesome. Man, that's cool. Well, uh, yeah, it's funny because we were talking off air about uh, this uh, coming up fatherhood, which is obviously a huge deal and identical twins. And then we got in our conversation. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. We hadn't mentioned it yet. So um, that is a big deal. You just have all these new things, new EP, new record label, new producers, new sound, and new twins on the way and being a dad. How are you feeling about that? Man, we are so excited. Yeah. Uh, it was it was definitely a shock at first. The first one was a shock. We had we never really sat down and had the conversation like, "Are you ready? Like, yeah. are you ready? Okay, let's you know, let's let's try." You know, um, it just kind of happened. Um, sometimes it happens, like right, right. And um, yep. So um, the first one was a surprise. The the second one about took me off my feet. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we we actually went in for our first ultrasound expecting to hear the gender for um, our first child. Wow. And instead found out we were having two. So it was, that was a big day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But it was, it's been fun, man. Um, she's been having a lot of fun with the nursery and we actually have a call here in a little bit with some people helping us with the nursery. So that'll be a lot of fun, but cool. Yeah. It's uh it's just a fun new season um, in all aspects of life. Yeah. Like you said, music and, record label and I'm sure touring is going to look different because of that. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, this family, um, starting a family going from two to four is a big leap. That so is. Your prayers and financial support are appreciated. <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm just kidding. Call 1-800-Colton-Dixon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we're, we're pumped for the future. Man, that's cool. That's cool. Well, let's talk. Um, let's talk about the new album because I the new EP. I love it, and it's funny. I feel like, and I it, the five songs they all have like a, uh, I don't know an eclectic feel of difference. 
no song to me sounds like I'm going to get confused between, oh, wait, was that that song or that song? I mean, they're all really great. But one of the things I appreciate uh, during this corona time, I've started walking my neighborhood more and more. And a lot of times I listen to praise music, but sometimes I just need a little bit of music. And I, I was telling my wife at the end of a walk, and this was a, about a month ago before your EP came out. Um, I'm like, man, you know, I had to listen to some of the, the groups that you mentioned before. You know, I just had to listen to like Castle on the Hill with Ed Sheeran. I had to listen yeah. to some uh, Sean Mendez because I just I yeah. needed I was like, man, I want not just my soul, and my heart to be moved. But so, sometimes I want my body to be moved, too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I, I feel like with your music uh, and, and I know it's not all of them are like that, but I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm getting my soul moved. But my body, too, is what I kind of feel like. That is the coolest way I've heard that put, heart, soul, and body moved. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of, like, you know what? Like, let's let's take the the boundaries off here. I get I'm in Christian music, and yeah. it probably should sound a certain way, and probably <laughs> check off these boxes, you know. How frustrating <laughs> that must be for a creative and an achiever. Brother. Um, <laughs> conversation for another time, okay. maybe. But, um, you can't even say it on air. You can't even no, say it, can not. you? Um, oh, man. I've had some of those conversations. Grateful. Yeah, go ahead. I am I am super grateful. Um, yeah, of course. You know, the Christian music. Um, <sighs> I think it's a, a shared frustration, and it's a give and take, of course. But, oh, man. Um, but with this project specifically, being signed with a mainstream label, yeah. they were kind of like, okay, just just think like fresh page, um, forget, forget the boundaries, forget, you know, what you're used to just go in and try out some new producers and some new writers and, and see what naturally comes out. So, um, wow. The, song, um, the single miracles, for example, yeah, I'd never it. done love like, it. Uh, a Latino beat before. Yeah. Um, and it, it, but it just feels so good. Yeah. So I'm so thankful to those producers for pushing me that direction because I, I wouldn't have gone there on my own. Um, so yeah, this, this whole EP is filled with just fresh, um, fresh ideas musically for me. Um, just the importance of co-writing and working with other people because they're going to bring something to the table that, that, you wouldn't have necessarily. So yeah. yeah. And pretty uh, cool list of new producers that you've been working with. I mean, people that have worked with Maroon five, and uh, Timbaland, and uh, I don't know, there was a bunch of others, I feel like, on there. Um, man, that's that's pretty cool. There's a difference when you're producing in L.A. probably than Nashville, uh, I would imagine. There is. There's a um, – it, it's really interesting. There's, like, a couple, like, funny differences in okay. Nashville. You right. start writing at, like, 9 or 10 in the morning, and oh. you're done at, like, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Okay. In L.A., you start at like four or five in the afternoon and you work until like midnight. That's and I'm like, yeah, man, it's so strange to me. I, I somehow managed to work it out to where we would start at like 11 or 12. So it wasn't <laughs> that bad. In between but, Colton Dixon time. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, Hey, can we like, <laughs> can we meet in the middle here? Cause that's crazy. Um, yeah. That's I would crazy. Be, I would eat, you know, whatever we ate that day, and I would totally pass out on the couch if I knew that I was going to be there till eleven or twelve at night. Yeah, uh, so I don't know how they do it, but um, interesting. But there's That's, also yeah. like a, a sound difference as well. There yeah. just is. Yeah. Um, L.A. has a really great pop sensibility about it. It's a little urban, um, whereas yeah. Nashville is very meticulous about lyric and uh, storytelling, um, which is great. There's no right or wrong answer. Right. Um, right. It's which just is, different. Which is why I love music, you know, but yeah. uh, it's just different. So it's, um, yeah, I love aspects of both. Um, so, but it was cool being out in LA because I hadn't really done a full project in LA. So yeah. I thought that brought a lot of uh, creativity as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you can tell uh, on the, on the EP. Um, <clears throat> tell me, uh, Gosh, this has been a three-year process. How many songs to get it down to five? Do you think that you've written in the last three years? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take oh, an over. I want to put an over/under out there of how many. I wonder how many songs. What, what would you guess? Um, it, it's between sixty and seventy songs. Wow. Okay. I was. Gonna, um, wow. That's a lot of songs. It's, it's a lot of songs. Um, 
Yeah, probably could have done more. Wow. Uh, Dang. But the first the first year, I was pretty. It was pretty much just me. Um, I started riding with people. Yeah, almost. Um, I signed to Atlantic in kind of late spring, and I didn't start riding with some of their team until late that fall. Okay. So a lot of several of those songs actually it was probably between seven and eighty songs because there were wow ten to twelve songs that I wrote on my own during that summer. But um, man, that's prolific. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, especially when you think five song EP. It's like whoa. Um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were like, man, three years and we get five songs? Like, what in the world? Um, yeah, they're actually like 70 to 80 songs, which I'm sure most of those the world will just never hear, which is so sad to think about. But um, but we do have that a lot of music to think that we about. want to release. Okay. So hopefully we'll get to do that. How do, you, how do you get down to five songs? We got Miracles, Devil is a Liar, Can't Quit You, Written for Your Wife, Wanderer, I, I Love Them All, and Not Goodbye. How do you choose or the record label, however it works, five songs out of those, you know, 70 or 80 songs. It's so hard. Um, yeah. Man, we did a tour with a band called Third Day, and he oh, said yeah. something that was so hilarious but so true. I assume I'm about to have kids, so I will yeah. let you know. Um, <laughs> someone asked what his favorite mm. song was. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, that's hard because – all of your songs are like your kids. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while you have an ugly one, but you love them all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing That's I'd hilarious. ever heard. Um, well, and it's true. Like yeah. even even if you know a song is not going to work, it still has a special place in your heart because you you went there yeah. um, emotionally and you planned it out and you took a chunk of time. Um, out of your life to dedicate to yeah. those feelings and those lyrics and that melody and all the things. So, yeah, it, it can be difficult to just to know. It's like, all right, most of these are going to be shelved at the end of the process. Every once in a while you write a song, though, and you're like, yeah, I'm okay with that one being shelved. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but, kind of... Um, it, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, you mentioned uh, John Cooper, and I remember talking to him, and sometimes he will – I'm going to – I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but um, kind of have uh, conversations with the label about which song should be on, and sometimes they'll be like, no, and he's like, man, yes, this is this, – our yeah. fans are going to love this. And I don't remember the title of the song we were talking about. But he was a thousand percent correct. He fought for it, got it on the record, and it's a huge, huge hit. I just, of course, all their songs are kind of huge hits. But um, did you feel like that? Is there like the number six song if the record label had said, "All right, we'll, we'll put out one more," and you're like, "This is the one"? Yeah, there's. I mean, honestly, there yeah. are probably six or seven songs Dang. that I felt pretty strong about. Oh, um, man. That did make the EP. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, because at first, you don't know if you're writing for a record or an EP. So we, we were oh. like, hey, just start writing. So it was never like, hey, we're writing for five songs. Go out and get those five songs. It was like, hey, right. go out and write, and we'll we'll assess when you have, you know, some um, inventory, basically. Okay. So, um, yeah, there are there are quite a few songs. Dang. There's, there, there's one in particular though, that I think even with what's going on in the world right now, oh. would be, um, really special. Uh, we, wow. I, I'm actually, it was on my agenda today to text my, my people at Atlantic and be like, Hey, how do we feel about this? Yeah. Can we just put out another song. Yeah. Like, is it too soon? Um, no. It might be a little soon, but maybe we can start working on it. I don't know, but um, but yeah, there's. I feel like almost every record, it's like, man, what about this one? Yeah, and then you think of another one, you're like, dang it, that yeah. one's great too. Um, so wow. it can be difficult for sure, but I think having a team, whether you always agree or not, I think they will help you make those hard decisions because if it was up Ooh. to the artist, there would be twenty and thirty songs albums you know okay because you don't want to choose right okay well they chose great but you've got me very curious uh about that you know that song like is there a case where they'd even just say well yeah just do you know go ahead and do an acoustic piano version or whatever you're an incredible pianist 
so you know, just do that, and we won't release it. But you know, you can do it like, oh, here's a song I'm working on. Is that a possibility, or does it it's have to good, be? It's good, a good thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the, the fear, the fear is you you don't want to release a version of the song and then have the song come out later and be musically very different. Okay. Um, mm. But I think that's why. Like I love releasing an EP and then sitting at the piano and playing them very different live. Or, right. Um, like you've you know, done with Miracles. Instagram live or something. They're like, yeah. hey, I'm at the piano tonight. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite song from the EP? Cool. Let's play it on the piano. Oh. And it gives fans just a fresh perspective yeah. of the song um, that they're not going to get anywhere else. But, I, yeah, it's I could be wrong, but... I think that's the better way to go at something like that versus okay. sitting at the piano um, and singing yeah. a chorus because they're going to get attached to that version of the song. Oh, okay. Well, can you um, can you at least like just give us a little secret like what the song is called so we'll know when it comes out to – I mean just, you know. Can you I'll give tell us... you what it's about. Okay. You, you won't tell us the title, but you'll tell us what it's about. I love it. Yeah, let's hear it. The title could change, um, which is there's a working title. There's a working um, title. Working title. Um, (laughs) What I love about this song is it was so real. Um, Stepped in the studio one day, yeah, and um, there was a Muslim guy and a homosexual guy. Yeah, and I I walked in. um, Of course, I'm a very loud and proud Christian. Um, Yeah, you know, I wear it on my sleeve. But we were all able to come together and have conversation. And wow. there was respect, and uh, it was just really beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, it was like, man, like, what if, like, we were able to do this, not not necessarily in church setting, but outside of the church? Like, this, I, I just felt, like, so, I was reminded of, like, the stories of Jesus going out and just being with people. Absolutely, and just yeah. Loving people, mm-hmm. and, and so we wrote this song— it's kind of like, you know what, like, what if we could just lay down our guards and have a conversation? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it even applies to, like, I, I was picturing my wife and I as well, like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Like, you know what, like, whatever it is that you're keeping inside, like, just just let it out and let's talk about it and let's have a conversation. And, and um, yeah, that, that was honestly, like, one of my favorite writing experiences for this project. So I really hope we get to release the song, but oh. yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard because you have moments like that. Yeah. And there's in the back of your head, you're like, this may or may not make the project. So right. it can be tricky. Well, it's a little different too. I mean, you're an artist, but as a Christian, I mean, also there's, if you were just an artist, which is great. I mean, there's one set, but now you've got like this kind of God, this Holy spirit sort of, you probably feel like a, a little different set of chills than just an artist because it's like, oh man, I think this, uh, to talk some Christian Christianese, I mean, I think this song is anointed. I think this song is for this time, for this purpose, for this yeah. reason. And so, I mean, even as I'm just talking about it, and I haven't even heard the song, I just know the background of the song. Uh, <clears throat> it just sounds like, man, uh, God God has given this to you for a reason, or as Mac Powell a third day told me once, <laughs> it's not for no reason. It's not for no reason. He said, I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. With that said too, though, is we really felt strong about the five songs we have released. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like, ah, so once we settled on the EP thing, yeah, we're like, okay, we've got seven songs. And then that, those seven songs turn to six songs. It's like, yeah, I agree. That song's not quite ready. Okay. And then, and then when six songs went to five songs, it was kind of like, okay, less is more. We're going to leave people wanting more. But there are definitely more songs I want to release. And we were all on the same page. Good. So, Good. Hopefully we'll get more songs out to people soon. All right. And you may be nervous that the people that are working on the nursery are coming like at noon or talking at noon or something and it's noon. No, we've, no, we've got a little more time. Okay. All right. Well, talk to me then if you will. And I'm sure you, you had no idea. Rocco didn't tell you. Yeah. Steve will talk to you for hours and we won't, we'll, we'll wrap this up pretty (laughs) soon. Uh, but, um, I mean, talk to me about, and, and you just said you can't pick a favorite, 
But, I mean, if there's one song off the EP that just there's just something a little bit special or something, you know, you mentioned Miracles, um, obviously, and it just hit number one on the Billboard Hot ACCHR, just, uh, which is great, and it's a great song. But is there a song just that you feel like, ah, I like this because it's different this way or because, like, Can't Quit You. Talk to us about that one. Yeah, um, and it's it. I feel like I could choose a favorite song depending on my mood that day. Yeah, um, I like that. I I, I truly love mm. them all. Um, yeah, can't quit you is really fun because, like you mentioned before, it's um, it's about my wife. Yeah, um, it's 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 a fun you know pop song. It kind of reminds me of like middle school, like you know, kind oh. of that like I don't know. Yeah, um, that's just kind of where it takes me, but the the song is basically saying like you know what no matter what life throws at us we're never going to stop choosing to love one another yeah um so that was a lot of fun the music video was really fun we um, uh-huh. we took some old footage of um our story That's so our, our wedding day um our first ultrasound together you know some clips of us and four wheelers on our honeymoon you know just fun stuff yeah um, and we projected it onto me as I was singing the song. So, so that was cool. a lot of fun. So um, cool. So that one um, obviously has a special place in my heart. But, yeah, I hope so. You'd um, be in trouble if it didn't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably would. Um, <laughs> man, I feel like my current mood, Yeah, um, I would probably have to go with the song, uh, The Devil's a Liar. Talk um, to us about that. It's a great song. They're all uh, great. Thank you very much. Um, I think... Yeah. The production on that song is just next level. Um, the guys who worked on that song did a great job. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to lean toward the more edgy or dark um, chords and sounding music. Um, yeah. That's why I love Skillet so much. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Devil's a Liar still has really great pop sensibility, oh, but yeah. it still has an edge. Uh-huh. Um, and I love what it says. Um, again, we're faced with two categories in life. Steal, kill, and destroy, mm. or um, life and life more abundantly. Yeah. So, if when a situation arises, if we would just automatically put it in the right category, yeah, it would be so much easier to navigate. Um, yeah, but we that's believe good. we believe the lies that that the devil um, tells us about ourselves, about you know other things, even about church or about what God does or doesn't do. And it's good. And I'm like, you know what? Don't take the bait. Um, that's basically what it's saying. It's like, mm. there's nothing good about the devil. Um, he is out to get you. Um, we all know this. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Even if you don't believe in God, for some reason you believe that there's a devil. But interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, interesting. I don't really get to that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a universal that. concept. It's like, you know what? Like, um, I, I guess I owe that to Medea, but the devil is a liar, you know? Um <laughs> And uh, I think it was a really fun way um, yeah. to maybe warn people and say, you know what, like, just watch out because you'll get burned. Um, I've gotten burned before, yeah. um, and I've had to learn from it. But, yeah, it's just a really fun song Man. as well. Yeah, it is, absolutely. What kind of lies do you feel like the devil, like he probably has his different schemes for each of us depending on, uh, you know, who we are, our personalities, our background. What sort of stuff do you have to remind yourself of truth from Jesus when he's throwing something at you? The devil, I mean. Yeah. Um, man, comparison is mm, a big one, um, yeah. especially just in my line of work. Yeah. Um, whether it's success and what I think that should look like or or the the lie, I, you know, I'll give into the lie of what success is. Yeah. Um, or, um, man, we, we got to tour with, artist uh jeremy camp who just had the big movie come out i still believe which yeah. is really good if you guys haven't seen it have not seen um, it yet. yeah very good bring a box of tissues but it's oh, really gosh. good um, okay. yeah it's a tearjerker yeah. but he said something that was really good um he's like man it's really easy as an artist to look to your left and to your right at other artists who um maybe they you think they have cooler merch than you do or um, they're reaching a different, you know, demographic. Or you think their fans are cooler, or or they're getting bigger opportunities, whatever. And he's like, man, stay in your lane. Mm. Um, God has created and designed you 
to reach people that that artist can't reach. You know, yeah. just an example is me and Skillet. Yeah. Skillet's going to reach a demographic and a, and a certain type of person that I would, I would never like, right. you know, um, unless God would intervene, you know, be able to reach. Right. Um, and vice versa. Yeah, um, true. There's going to be little 13 year old girls whose skillet would probably scare them. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> right, um, right. This is the way it is, but, yeah. but they, they'll love can't quit you or whatever it is, you know? So, right. um, you just gotta, you just gotta remember, it's like, you know what? Like God has a purpose and a plan for this music and I'm going to rely on that instead of, you know, this lie that I've believed of what success should or shouldn't look like. Yeah. Um, so that's been something I've had to remind myself. And again, right. just kind of like, like, all right, get behind me. Um, yeah. I don't got time for this right now. That's good. Um, so, yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, last last one, because I want to let you go. Tell me a little bit about Wanderer. I don't know what kind of mood you have to be in for that to be your favorite song of the day, but what's, yeah, what's actually, the mood that um, goes with that? Wanderer was one of the first songs I wrote for the project, and it, it just kept coming back. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, like, almost like we would forget about it because we wrote it three years ago. Um, wow. But it, it's like, oh, yeah, Wander's great. And um, <laughs> the song is, is basically how I feel um, while I'm here on Earth. It's mm. like I tour all the time. Um, yeah. I've gotten some recent time at home because of what's going on in the world. But, right. Uh, so I kind of feel like I don't have a home, but I, it's also something oh. I feel called to. And even when we look at it as, um, as believers, um, heaven is our home. Um, yeah. This world is just temporary. Um, this world is basically like a test. Um, mm. And we can experience heaven on earth, or we could experience hell on earth. Um, yeah. He gives the choice to us. Um, but it's ultimately a test. And then we're going to be united with him in heaven. So um, I kind of feel nomadic. Kind of, yeah. so to speak. I use that, that word in the, in the, yeah, you do. Uh, it's song. a great lyric. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of, it was a, it was a fun and cool way for me to communicate how I feel as a believer. Um, yeah. and as a musician, um, you know, um, I hope that makes sense. But it does. Also, yeah. um, it's so funny because I was surprised that that was, that song was a lot of other people's favorite song. Um, oh, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just assumed they would pick other ones, but I love that that is their favorite because that means we're going to get to play it live. So, um, <laughs> which I'm like the big, um, mid tempo songs. Yeah. I just love, um, you listen to my first two records and they were full of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love those songs. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be a, a really fun one to play live. Man, that's yeah. awesome. All right. I took more. I took 52 minutes of airtime from you, plus our time off air. I've just killed your day. So except no, for, not at all. <laughs> now you're highlight gonna, of the day. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's definitely the highlight of my day. Um, anything else you want to say about the EP or anything? Uh, it's really great, and I'm excited. And I'm I, I hate to do this to an artist. I mean, but I'm also excited for you know those next songs coming. But you just released a great EP, and we want people to to get it, to listen to it, and to love it. And then it's also exciting just knowing, man, there's there's more coming, you know, and uh, it's going to yeah. be going to be really awesome. But is there any, anything else you want to say about the the EP or? <clears throat> man, um, yeah, just check it out, give it a try. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it's great. Like kind of like you said, it's kind of an eclectic group of songs. There's something for everyone. There's the the edgy pop song. There's uh, a Latino beat. There's kind of an Imagine Dragons big anthemic mid-tempo there's kind of a mumford and sons acoustic guitar vibe and then there's a justin bieber pop vibe as well so um yeah to say that there's not something for you would be a lie so (laughs) check it out um yeah um it'll just it'll give you a taste of what's to come yeah and uh yeah and if you like it um yes we do starts up again um be sure to check us out at a show as well we'd love to see you 
A hundred percent. We're going to be there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Those influences that uh, I think I saw in another interview or somewhere, One One Republic, Imagine Dragons, Adele, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes. Uh, dang, man. And and that's that's a great way to put it, these five songs. So uh, you don't want to miss it. Yeah, it's it's really great. Congratulations on that. And obviously, congratulations on those twins coming. And uh, even, uh, I guess you've been building some some Legos during this time, too, like uh, my our good friend Abby Grimaldi. Yeah, a little time with the Legos? I did not know that about Abby. That's hilarious. You did not? Yeah. Um, oh, my no, gosh. No, I don't know how I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so early on in quarantine season, um, actually, another buddy of mine who's on Idol, Chris Daughtry, he's a big oh, Batman yeah. fan. And I'm oh. also a big Batman fan. Ah. Just, I will nerd out about it, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad. But <laughs> it's kind of sad. Lego Lego released a 1989 Batmobile, and wow. it's like one of their limited collect. It's like their big Star Wars, you know, yeah. set. Um, it wow. was like 3,300 pieces, Damn. and yeah, let's just say <laughs> yeah. two, two, for two days, man. I don't even know if I showered. <laughs> I, I, man, I took over our dining room table. Uh, my wife is the patient one, um, but uh, yeah, I did. I put this, I put the set together, so, and it was fun. Had a lot of fun doing it. That is that is <laughs> awesome. I think that is really great. Thirty three hundred pieces. Uh, it was that, a lot. That sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. Uh, it was did, a lot. I hope, yeah. Did Daughtry do one too? Did uh, did was there like a dueling uh, Batmobile Legos going on or no? I don't know if he's finished his yet. Um, it's oh, so funny! Like because you're I the achiever. Mine, he, had, <laughs> he had just started his. He's got a family though. Okay. Um, but I, I would text him and text him a picture updating. He's like, <laughs> "Dang, man!" <laughs> I, it's like. I, I would have mine done, but I've got, you know, I've got kiddos hanging around my neck right now. Um, so, uh-huh. Sure. So sure. I'm about to understand exactly what he means. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, um, that was fun. But I'm, I'm so glad I came across his Instagram story that day, man. That's really cool. Sent me back a couple hundred dollars, but hey, I, well I worth it. Say it's worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Man, that's awesome. Well, Colton, thank you again, man. Uh, I really didn't actually plan to take your whole day. Thank Annie, too. She's probably sitting over there like, hey, come on, man. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, No problem at all. Really enjoyed the conversation. Okay. Me, too, man. What a blessing to us. And the music is incredible. The new EP and the new direction that God has this. The new fans that you're going to be able to reach um, with good news is just really, really exciting. Um, God is obviously has given you an incredible gift and talent for songwriting and singing and um, all the things. And uh, you've blessed many, many lives, but there's just a lot more to bless. And I love just kind of the picture you alluded to, at least one of the pictures that came to my mind when you were talking about meeting in the studio and uh, having that space where you can talk to a Muslim, a Christian, a homosexual, this, that, you know, and I thought about Jesus. And in this kind of crazy time, the picture I I get is Jesus at the well talking to the Samaritan woman who he's not supposed to talk to her. I mean, that's off limits. And and because she's a woman, but she's a Samaritan. Too, and I mean, those sort of pictures just came back in my mind just as you were talking about that. And I think you're right. I think that's those are conversations that, man, that's what God wants us to have. I mean, he, did, he doesn't just want us holed up in the church. He wants us out there and loving people. I mean, how are they going to – they're not going to show up to church. So, I mean, where you go, uh, you're taking the church. So I'm so glad that you go with a, a grace – and a joy and a love that resonates with people um, so that they can see, see some of that light. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm so, um, so honored to get to do it. We get to carry a torch out into the world and, and yeah. that's exactly how it feels. Um, you know, in the church, you can at times feel like you're trying to light up an already well-lit room. Yeah. Um, but man, you step outside the church and it's just, it's, that's good. You, you still need to stay on your game, and you need to be taking time to build yourself up and your spirit up. But yeah. it's a lot easier to light up a room when you're the only one carrying a torch. Um, you know, yeah. it's just, there's more contrast, and people take more notice. That's good. And, um, yeah, um, I'm honored that I get to do it. 
Dang, that's good. All right. I'm going to sign off. Give me one more minute off air. I uh, just want to say goodbye to you off air if you can hang in one minute. And, uh, yeah, no and Andy's problem. not throwing things at you or anything. So I want to sign off for our, uh, our viewers on Facebook and also for our podcast listeners. I just want to remind you, man, well, first of all, this, is, this has been incredible. This has just been great talking to Colton. And I'll say thank you to Rocco again. And Colton, um, you know, being a sucker enough to say, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll give him – you probably thought like 10 minutes anyway. Uh, but, uh, man, really appreciate what God is doing through him and through this music. So be sure to, um, man, be sure to give it a listen and be ready when those tours start back up. Can't wait for Colton to come to Texas so we can see him, man, San Antonio, Austin, we'll do whatever. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be incredible. So I want to remind you who are listening and you viewers on Facebook, just of the great hope that we have, even when around us it feels so dark at times. And it does feel like we're – sometimes we want to take a torch and it just seems like we got just a little a little candle that we're bringing around. And really, when we go, we don't realize that the light of joy and love and patience and peace, those things really do light up uh, the world. And today, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, that's your opportunity. And we have that because of that great hope that we have. And that's what the Apostle Paul wrote. He said, therefore, since we have such a hope, uh, I want to remind you, you can reach out to me, Steve at verybold.com. And uh, I want to hear about how you're being a light in the world, not just in the church, but a light in the world. So Paul said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. <laughs>